0: Let's get Franklin for a minute. Franklin is endlessly interesting. Printer, scientist, revolutionary. He is the only founding father who evidently had a sense of humor. And we're about to hit a high note. No, I don't know if this is love. I'm Jared Hall from Entertainment Weekly, and here's what to watch on Monday, April 4th. We're counting down today's top three must-see picks from TV and movies. But first, your entertainment headlines. Music's biggest night was quite tame compared to Hollywood's biggest night last weekend. The Grammys were a lively celebration of music on Sunday, and host Trevor Noah promised to keep people's names out of our mouths. John Batiste led the Grammys field with 11 nominations for his album, We Are, and took home five trophies, including the big one, Album of the Year. Bruno Mars and Anderson .Paak's Silk Sonic swept all four of their categories for the song, Leave the Door Open, including Song and Record of the Year. Olivia Rodrigo won three of her seven nominations, earning Grammys for Best New Artist, Best Pop Vocal Album for Sour, and Best Pop Vocal Performance for the album's debut track, driver's license. Lady Gaga took the stage for a touching tribute to her album partner Tony Bennett, who has retired following his Alzheimer's diagnosis. And the Grammys also remembered Foo Fighters drummer Taylor Hawkins, who died late last month in the intro to the In Memoriam segment, where Ben Platt, Cynthia Erivo, Rachel Zegler, and Leslie Odom Jr. joined forces for a stirring tribute to Stephen Sondheim, who died last year. You can see the full list of winners, our best and worst moments of the night, and more highlights at EW.com. In other news, Jared Leto's Morbius is the number 1 movie at the box office. Director Daniel Espinosa's action-adventure film, based on the Marvel Comics character, debuted with $39.1 million at the domestic box office this weekend. Globally, the superhero-horror hybrid is projected to earn $84 million. Robert Pattinson's The Batman, which dominated the domestic box office for three weeks following its March 4th debut, surpassed $700 million at the global box office this weekend, earning a valiant $710.5 million by Sunday. At the domestic box office, the film is number three, bringing the North American total to $349 million. It trails behind Sandra Bullock's The Lost City at number two, which earned an additional $14.8 million. Action-adventure film Uncharted and fantasy-adventure Jujutsu Kaisen Zero rounded out the top five this weekend at the domestic box office, earning an additional $3.6 and $1.9 million, respectively. A new version of The Crow may finally be on the wing. Bill Skarsgård and Grammy-nominated singer-songwriter FKA Twigs are set to star in a modern reimagining of the supernatural thriller, with Snow White and the Huntsman's Rupert Sanders attached to direct. King Richard writer Zach Balin is pinning the new script based on the comic book by James Obar. And Estelle Harris, best known for her role as sitcom mom Estelle Costanza on the Emmy-winning series Seinfeld, died Saturday from natural causes in Palm Desert, California. She was 90. Harris's other TV credits include Married with Children, Mad About You, The Parkers, Star Trek Voyager, Moesha, and The Sweet Life of Zack and Cody, among others. Her film credits include the voice of Mrs. Potato Head in the Toy Story franchise, as well as many other animated features, including Brother Bear, Tarzan 2, and Teacher's Pet non-animated features include stand and deliver once upon a time in america out to sea and odd couple 2. for more on all of those stories plus other news reviews interviews and much more head over to ew.com it's time to buckle your seatbelt because this flight is about to be a bumpy one A mystery is unfolding for our number three pick today, the series premiere of The Invisible Pilot. The HBO docu-series from executive producer Adam McKay introduces viewers to Gary Betzner. Now, Betzner was a personable husband and father who loved a good adrenaline rush. He worked as a crop duster pilot and seemingly had a happy life until he jumped off a bridge in 1977. Years after his death, details about his secret identities and involvement with international drug smuggling began to emerge. Here is a preview courtesy of HBO featuring Gary's daughter sharing one of her final memories of her father. He was different,
1: like very strange. That's not my dad. I could see from the car like
0: in a watch, like a long fur coat, like a big afro curly thing from the 70s. I just like waved at him like hi dad like my mom said don't you get out of the car
1: there was a looming
0: weird feeling he gave my mom a check she got in the car i think it was thirty five hundred dollars she's like we should be fine for a while
1: that was the last time i saw him after that there was likes the crickets.
0: Betzner made millions of dollars smuggling drugs and flying guns connected to the CIA. After his mysterious death, his family was left to pick up the pieces of the life they thought he'd lived. Learn all of the shocking details as this three-part series unfolds. The series premiere of The Invisible Pilot is streaming now on HBO Max. Hopefully you have enjoyed our barrage of Bridgerton content in the wake of the season 2 premiere and we've got a little more for you now from star Claudia Jesse, who plays Eloise and answered our favorite question what you watching
1: It's so obscure for Americans, I think, but I'm a big comedy person and there's a wonderful, wonderful um, comedian in the UK, well, a comedy man, a very incredible man called Bob Mortimer and him and a man called Paul Whitehouse do a show called Gone Fishing and they're two men in their like 50s, 60s and they talk about mental health and they fish and it's just the most peaceful show in the world but for a more sexy answer (laughs) for a more box office answer what did i watch i've been watching dope sick which is the uh, the performances are astonishing um i've been watching dope sick
0: Ah, such a good call there. You can catch up on Dopesick on Hulu right now. Unfortunately, Mortimer and White House Gone Fishing is not available to stream stateside. And by the way, but I think you know this, you can see Jesse in Bridgerton season two streaming on Netflix. Number two. We've got an electric number two pick for you today the new PBS documentary. Benjamin Franklin. Ken Burns is back with another multi-hour portrait of an iconic historical figure, this time delving into one of America's most compelling and influential founding fathers. The two-part, four-hour documentary explores Franklin's momentous life and work, which spanned science, literature, politics, and government, and included such achievements as drafting the Declaration of Independence, serving as the country's first postmaster general inventing bifocal glasses and relentlessly promoting societal and self-improvement throughout his life. Of course, Franklin was also known for his sharp wit and sense of humor as a story presented in the documentary Demonstrates. Here's a clip from the doc. The
1: founding fathers, uh, not all of them had a sense of humor. And really only two of them had an exquisite sense of humor, John Adams and Benjamin Franklin. And it turns out a lot of the humor is when they're together. In 1776, Adams and Franklin are sent by the Continental Congress to Staten Island to meet with the British Admiral, Sir Richard Howe. Howe claims that he has terms that will end the war. And they know that's not true, but they send him anyway. And John Adams and Benjamin Franklin are dispatched from Philadelphia to go to this meeting. They get to New Brunswick, New Jersey. Uh, they need an inn, they find a shabby inn. The accommodations were poor, so they had to stay in the same bed, and uh, so the window was open. It's September, but it's cold, and they get into this argument about whether the window should be open or closed. Adams immediately goes to it, he says, I've got a cold, I'm an invalid, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to shut that window. And Franklin says, no, no, you'll suffocate us. No, and so Adams looks at him and and Franklin says, don't you know my theory of cold? Oh, go open the window and come back and, and I'll tell you my theory of colds. And he said, this is good for health and aspiration and respiration. And then he went on and on and gave a lecture on the whole system. Of aeration, he said that when you close the windows, you get frowsy air because there are effusions from the bodies of people and their clothing and the bedding. And that way, you, he said nobody ever really suffers from the cold; it's from miasma of being in tight quarters. And Adams said he went on and on. He said finally, I just fell asleep.
0: If you put it in terms of Adams' relation. Um, <laughs> To Franklin,
1: it is one of the great uh, stories of, of an odd couple. There never was an odd couple like that. That was
0: an extraordinary combination of people. Well, there is so much more to learn about those people over Benjamin Franklin's four hours. The documentary premieres tonight and concludes tomorrow on PBS. Check your local listings for tune in times. It's trivia time. Ken Burns' first PBS documentary was a one-hour film on the history of what iconic structure? The Brooklyn Bridge, the Empire State Building, or the Golden Gate Bridge? Stick around for that answer, and our number one pick, What to Watch, will be right back. wherever you get your podcasts. You can also find us online at southernliving.com slash biscuits and jam. Welcome back to EW's What to Watch. This week in entertainment history, the Crocodile Hunter officially debuted on Animal Planet 25 years ago this week, on April 5th, 1997. Hosted by Australian wildlife expert Steve Irwin and his wife, Terry, the show followed the Irwin's efforts to rescue and protect threatened animals around the world, often involving dangerous encounters with fierce wildlife like sharks, cobras, and yes, crocodiles. Thanks in no small part to Irwin's unique and energetic personality, the show became a hit worldwide, airing in more than 100 countries and becoming Animal Planet's highest-rated series at the time. The Crocodile Hunter aired for five seasons, concluding in 2004, though Irwin would continue to take part in special documentaries for the channel until his death in 2006. The Irwins have since returned to Animal Planet in the currently airing Crikey, It's the Irwins, starring Terry and her children, Robert and Bindi Irwin. Alright, we are headed to Hollywood for our number one pick, the new episode of American Idol. Judges Luke Bryan, Katy Perry, and Lionel Richie will have to make the difficult decision about which talented contestants will be making it to the coveted Top 24. The singers will take the stage with a band and perform for one last chance to win over the judges. Some contestants will even be singing original songs, like Texas folk singer Fritz Hager, who has an emotional conversation with host Ryan Seacrest about wanting to stay in the competition. Here's a preview. This is my first time playing an original in front of the judges. If it's wild If every stumble on this road Is met with shallow words And empty eyes I don't know if this is love No, I don't know if this is love
1: Love without the consequences.
0: I don't want to leave, but you haven't even gotten your results yet. I know. Cause <laughs> you were getting worked <laughs> up before you even get the news. That is not what you should be thinking going in. You're gonna go in and hopefully get the good news, cause you know what you did. You know you worked as hard as you could this week. I know it's it's a lot. It's a lot. You know, it's a special moment to have made it to here. All right. Good luck, brother. Thank you. Good luck. Good luck indeed. For the final judgment round in this episode, the contestants and judges will take to the stage together in a paired sing-off. So who do you want to see pair up with Katie, Luke, and Lionel? Tune in to the new episode of American Idol tonight at 8 on ABC. And finally today, the answer to our trivia question. Ken Burns' first PBS documentary was a one-hour film on the history of what iconic structure? The Brooklyn Bridge, the Empire State Building, or the Golden Gate Bridge? We've got a bridge to tell you. The answer is the Brooklyn Bridge. The documentary, titled Brooklyn Bridge, aired on PBS in 1981, and was nominated for the Best Documentary Feature Oscar. Talk about an auspicious beginning. Well, that is our show for today. We will have more news and must-see picks for you tomorrow, so be sure to follow or subscribe to What to Watch so you don't miss our daily recommendations, more of which can be found at EW.com. I'm Senior Editor Jared Hall. You can find us on Twitter at EW and at Jared Hall. Thanks so much for listening, and have a great day. What to Watch, what to watch is written by Tyler Aquilina and Callie Shepp, Edited and produced by Joshua Heller. Hosted and produced by Jared Hall. And executive produced by Chanel Johnson.